Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Noble Father Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Theophilus Strong. if you're joining me for the first time. This podcast is a work of passion. Uh, Something that I grew up wanting to be was a, excuse me, present father. And, um, and I also wanted to be a police officer growing up. And, um, this was something that I, uh, always had, you know, my dad was uh, very active in ministry and as a pastor. So for myself growing up, I didn't ha- have him to <clears throat> the quality and qu- I mean the, to the quantity that I would have wanted him. Uh, I, I am very fortunate, very lucky to have the father that I had uh, based on his upbringing. And today I'm going to be speaking a, a little bit about something uh, like that. Um, just some updates for the supporters that I've currently got and for the patrons out there. I am going to start to make these episodes publicly available. Uh, and one of the things that I do here on this channel is that I like to support um, I, I like the support. I need the support in order to, 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 to continue doing this, to continue thriving and surviving doing this. This is what I do for work mainly. And I do not have, um, I don't focus my attention elsewhere besides, uh, you know, work doing ministry and, and I'm running a nonprofit with my father. Um, so this is predominantly what I do. So if you're here for the first time, you're listening to the podcast, obviously you will be able to find the YouTube versions of these podcasts on on YouTube, uh, that's where I'm going to be publicly posting them. And but on the same at the same time is one of the values that I give on the Patreon, um, and which is a membership site for people who want to support this work, is that I'm going to be posting weekly episodes on for the patrons on Wednesdays. Um, this is something that I'm going to continue to do and start to do now. Um, and so in making these videos publicly available, I am going to be making the audio versions available to uh, patrons on uh, through an additional uh, podcast uh, there. And you can get an RSS feed that's uh, specifically for you and you'll be able to find it. This week has been crazy. uh, And, um, you know, a lot of things have happened, Uh, had a had a get together with some friends uh, over the weekend. And, you know, a conversation uh, there sparked the the topic that I'm going to be talking about today. But before I go into that, I wanted to shout out um, and 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 give gratitude to a specific uh, teacher of mine, a professor growing up um, when I was in university or in college. Uh, so, like I said before, I was I had a desire to be a police officer, and uh, in my young adult years. I decided I don't want to go, to go to school for it. There was a school out here in Vancouver called Langara, which had a really good two-year criminal justice program that a lot of law enforcement officers would go and take um, to, you know, preface them going into policing. And in the course of that, uh, I mean, I turned 
I turned two years into five years. I was not a very studious uh, uh, person. And, and so um, I had a very good professor. Uh, and this professor was the dean of the uh, criminal justice program at the time. His name is Daryl Keene. Uh, you know, Daryl, thank you for being the professor you were to me. And, um, you know, one of the things that you instilled in me that I still remember to this day um, is also is always this question you'd always ask us in all of our classes. You would never uh, just give us the answers. You'd always make us dig and make us dig for the, 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 the answers. And you'd always ask us questions like, well, what does that mean? Okay, well, what does that mean? And you'd always help us. You'd always try to make us go to the bedrock of what a certain occurrence meant. Um, and so we'd just dig and dig, and we'd always try to go deeper and deeper. And, and, um, and, and that has been something that has stuck with me. And when I think back to why policing and why law enforcement, um, I think back to the schooling that I had and, and, and for the work that I'm doing now on Noble Father and through this podcast, in doing podcast research and looking into content, I find myself asking myself that question all the time of what does that mean? Okay, well, what does that mean? And looking into the causation of different things, of, of statistics, of analysis, of repercussions of certain actions that were taken, um, and remaining very, and being able to remain very neutral in that scenario of looking at um, a particular situation. And so this week has really been one in which that has really, um, you know, in doing research, I feel like my life is this constant drawing of research. I'm constantly looking for answers, constantly seeking people's um, advice or seeking people's information about why they are the way they are and how it ties into the topic. Um, the, the, the topic today really stemmed from the overall thing of uh, decline in population or, or, or population decline. I feel like this week um, there was a lot of conversations that seemed to go that way. And, um, and this morning as I was doing the research into it, I was kind of blown away by how far my research took me. Um, and, 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 you know, just it's not just like one thing happened and then and that's it. It was like a whole bunch of things all tying together. And, you know, you, you hear me speak you know, speaking about it, and if you're new here, you're going to realize this, is that everything is related, you know, and so when people ask me what my podcast is about, you know, I say it's about fatherhood, of course, um, but it's also a personal development podcast, as well as um, everything, it's everything else, because everything is related to fatherhood, as you're going to find out today, is that one thing leads to another, and it's going to cause another thing, and it ultimately all ties back to fatherhood, um, and so, uh, you know, today's episode, uh, I want to invite you into my mind, right? Um, is is in doing this research, uh, I find myself going to so many uh, different places, and so I, I want you to, if you need to, slow down this episode because my mind races whenever I think of a topic, and then I go to think about, well, what does that mean? Well, how how did this relate to this, and how did this cause this, and why did this make you know make this do this, and and so I'm I'm making these connections in my mind, and I'm trying to speak about them, and and sometimes in my mouth, obviously can't keep up with those thousands, tens of thousands of thoughts that occur in my mind, and I'm going to do my best to slow this down for you so you understand. So the un, so the overwhelming topic for today is decline in population or population decline. Um, on the outset, where are we at as a civilization? Um, 
we are at a point in time where people are getting married later. Um, I mean, and we're also getting to a point where if we're looking at marriages, people are not are choosing not to get married. They are just fooling around or whatever. They, they don't want to commit to anything long-term with anybody. And so we have that, okay? So we have a decline in marriage. Uh, and then we have societal pressures being the way that it is right now on people. And also what that means for, let's just say, married couples, it, you know, facing that rent is incredibly high cost of living is high inflation is is skyrocketing all these things are are adding pressure to them not having children and so in not having children we're having this situation now in the modern world all first world countries predominantly are all in the in the red and when i say in the red i mean like um two people a man and a woman come together get married and they choose not to have children which would mean that's a zero obviously right because they're not replicating themselves to have children okay when i say negative it means that if they had two then at least that's a stable um plane so there's two people getting together having two children stabilizes it right they've replicated that past their generation a negative would be like 1.9 not having two children choosing to only have one child choosing to have only one child would mean that's a negative still um and that's really where that stemmed from now where did this conversation come up this past week uh i mean on weekend over the weekend i i, I went to a uh, get together with some friends at potluck and um it, there was a guy there and i like to get to know people right i'm, I'm very social and i want to you know learn who they are and what's their background and 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 so i, I met a, a chinese couple and you know they're they're from the mainland and and i just was curious about you know them i was you know I was like, so oh, you guys are together are you guys married and and they're like, yeah we're married and, and and you know they're already kind of like in their 30s right mid 30s and and so you know i was curious i was like you know so are you guys gonna have kids or you know what's that thing some people might look at me and roll my eyes i know for sure my wife would roll my eyes like, why would you ask such a personal question like you just met them like a minute ago but you know this is curious to me there's really nothing off limits to me like we're we're mature people and so what is there not what is there what we can't really talk about in, in mature you know in a mature way and uh, so i asked him you know hey you know you guys planning on having children and uh, you know i was talking to the male um and you know he's like no we're not having kids uh and and the and, and his and he was responding for his wife as well it's like oh we're not we're not having kids uh, and, and you know for me because i understand the cultural implications of that right is that as the male you pass on the family uh name you pass on the lineage you pass on the legacy and obviously my response immediately was well your parent your family can't be too happy about that right and yeah, you know, they agreed is, you know, culturally, they want to, you know, pass on the name. And so when your child is deciding not to have children, you pretty much, you know, put an end to to that. And, you know, whenever you're talking about the one child policy in China, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit here, too, is, is suddenly that ends with you, your whole family legacy, lineage, everything is done because you have chosen not to have children. And th this isn't anything new. Right. Um, in 2016 or 2016 or 2015, China released 
the kind of relinquished a bit of the control over the the one child policy and enabled people to have up to up to three children and by 2021 they completely got rid of it um uh to the point where it says you're not completely got rid of it but says you know you can only have up to three um that did nothing to population decline um and, and in having that conversation with that gentleman uh you know he was telling me yeah you know you know it, by 2100 um we would only see China will decrease its population from 1.4 billion to an estimated 800 million people, which is almost like it's a 50% decline. Um, so, you know, you know, if you look at the trajectory of the world, you know, and I'm drawing, you know, if you're listening to the audio podcast, I'm drawing with my hands this like, you know, pie, this chart of, of X and Y chart and its trajectory is, is going up and we're, we're getting to a point where we're at the height. And that decline where it comes back down and it starts to autocorrect, which is already kind of, we're already kind of there. It's already starting to decrease. Um, it gets, it gets, it gets insane. It, we're going to get to a point where multiple nations are going to have little to no children. And there's already schools out there that have, uh, that are not seeing the new students they need to survive. There are whole cities and towns um in in the in in all over the world that are seeing um no new ch- new ch- no children in the schools um once one town in particular in in Hungary had has now only like 45 or 44 people in the town and most of them are over 50 and so eventually that town is going to die off there's going to be nobody left there's going to be little to no people china has whole cities uh, towns where the apartments are all empty. There's nobody living in them, um, and 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 schools just can't find new students. And so you can imagine what this means for teachers and and you know China obviously was a industrial power, um, and, and with the pandemic and everything, it just made it so that uh, with and coupled with the one child policy, was it wasn't able to recover. Um, and so the working class, the the people who would sustain that. Um, there just isn't enough enough people um, and, and so you know when I think about the causation you know how did we get to that place um, it, you know it depends you can go back obviously infinite you can go back so far and look at it look at it all and what why this caused this and why could this caused that um, recently I've been reading a book called uh, no no more mr. nice guy and uh, I highly recommend it to you um, you know the main cover uh, you know, is is a little bit of a hard uh, thing to grasp, you know, especially when you, you know, if you look at it from the outset, but, you know, they say don't judge a book by its cover. And I definitely tell you not to, to judge a book by its cover because um, the subtitle for this uh, for this book is A Proven Plan for Getting What You Want in Love, Sex, and Life. And, and, and you know, as somebody who's going, making his way through the book, a lot of people might look at that subtitle and be like, whoa, like that's, that's just, that's just not right. Or what, you know, why would that be titled that? Um, here's the thing about this book. This book is essentially talking about people who are nice guys, give themselves to other people and don't care for themselves. And so when you do something like that, you ultimately don't know what you want. Um, and I'm saying that the nice guys don't really know what they want and they buckle and they pursue things that other people want and other people need while self-sacrificing themselves. And so whenever it comes time to getting what they want, they don't know how to express it. 
nor do they know how to take or get what they need from people. Now, so if you're thinking about a person like that, imagine I get into a relationship as a needy person that I am with somebody who I think can give me those things or can provide those things for me. And I make them and I put them on a pedestal and I do everything I can to try to appease them. And, you know, over time, you become you become resentful, the person takes advantage of you, whatever, and you don't end up getting what you want. And so the book is essentially t telling people to take care of themselves, utmost themselves, and take care of themselves to the point where they understand what they need and what they want. Because if they don't understand themselves, then they're going to make decisions that don't ultimately take care of themselves. It's, it's kind of the gist of the conversation um, of the book. Why am I talking about the book? Well, one of the premises in the book is that we become, um, and actually, I'll go, I'll go there. World War. Uh, it talks about the World War and how men had to leave. You know, fighting able-bodied men had to leave their homes, or leave their leave their normal lives, and go uh, to another country to go fight. Um, obviously, Germany, um, and. And so this vacuum, so you can imagine what this does to children in a, in, a, in a household situation. Without a figure, a male figure in the family, suddenly these children are under uh, women care, uh, under the, the, the female care in the household. And, and that dynamic of, of, let's just use boys, of because the book is talking about men, as boys, suddenly they were chasing to appease their mothers. Um, and why this is applicable and why this is so relevant to me is you'll hear me speak about this dishwashing incident that I have, I have with my mom, with my mother, is I was trying my best to put the dish rack to her um, preference um, and, 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 and gain her uh, approval for doing a, a, a job well done and that never happened i never that never occurred i was always met with uh criticism always met with disappointment and you know this caused me to become a nice guy myself um so you can imagine what this does to men over a long period of time is that we grow up we start dating we get married and by continuing to be a nice guy, you continue pursuing this appeasing of the female, uh, of, of a female. And that, that dynamic causes us to not lead, it causes us to not be the fathers that we can be. It causes us to disconnect ourselves. It causes us to make decisions that don't, um, that aren't in, 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 in the, in the favor of leadership. So the book talks about the world war and how that vacuum caused all these males, all these men to become nice guys is to chase after female, um, appeasement, chase after their approval. And, and that dynamic is, and not to mention once the war was over, these men came back, the men that did survive came back carrying PTSD, carrying trauma, and and also to the point where they didn't... How do you describe something that you went through to somebody who didn't know or wasn't there, 
right? You have this with concerts. You go to a concert, you have a blast, you you went with friends, and, and it seems like you're connected to these friends even deeper because suddenly you understand one another. So, oh, man, that concert was amazing. You go to explain it to a friend who wasn't there. It just doesn't have that oomph. It doesn't have that, that it just doesn't have the the same it's hard to you know explain that that experience to people the same happened to these men as they came back from wars that their wives just didn't understand you got the ptsd aspect of it um we weren't very good at speaking about our problems already as men so you know there there wasn't a whole lot of space over there you know then to speak about these issues and get the you know the help to to get over it and so these men these fathers carried this trauma on and it and it just and that perpetuates over the generations the children appeasing women or appeasing mothers seeking only the approval of women and 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 without that male leadership in the family caused this great rift um, you know, and I think, and I think about where we are as a civilization, especially when it comes to men and, and how we don't share about our problems and how we have to suck it up. It's like, no wonder we're here. It's, you know, after the war, everybody ha- had nowhere to go with this information. You suddenly had, you know, you, yes, you, you went training, you know, to boot camp or whatever, to get ready to go to Germany. You met all these guys from all over the, all over the United States, let's just say. And then after war, after the war is done, you've lost maybe like two thirds of the guys that you started out with. And you're, and you're also living in different places. Like, where do you go to release that information and, 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 and talk about it? And I'm going to tie this into the thing that we do here at Noble Father, which is our meetups. Um, so we have that dynamic. World War happened, fathers left, giant vacuum, and then we have sons and daughters chasing after the approval of their mothers, right? Because the mother suddenly had to was thrust into the role of the leader in the household. And that, that's a that's a very difficult thing. So we fast forward now to, you know, one child policy. Um, right? Uh China was growing really, really fast. Um, in the seventies and eighties, there was a giant, there was giant famines because there wasn't enough food, um, you know, with the cultural revolution and whatnot. And the government in trying to stem that, which is kind of count, it, it, it's counterintuitive to me to think that in a time of famine, that families would have abundance of children, um, given the situation, right? We're at this time of place right now of abundance in our society. Uh, sure. Cost of living is high. Um, man, like so many things are just doesn't make it to be a a, a healthy um, environment to raise children. Um, but yet in their famine and in their hardship, families were having children to the point where the government felt we need to avoid overpopulation and implement this one child policy to stem that. Um, obviously, that was a survival mechanism. It was trying to not overwhelm society um, and 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 implement this. Uh, obviously, this caused a huge rift, uh, caused even greater problems, right? Um, and stuff that we couldn't couldn't f- they couldn't fully anticipate. Um, but now that we're now we're definitely paying the price for. Um, uh, so, you know, you have ch- so when we're talking about negative population increase it, it, it only having one child um it, it was 
it, it did slow it down and it slowed it down dramatically. Uh, but now we're, we're seeing the height of that is that now we've gotten to the point where nobody's having kids. We've gotten to the point where nobody's having more than one kid. And that is an issue. And even taking away the full policy doesn't enable that at all. Um, so you, you can imagine, you know, the pressure, especially for China, and I've talked about this, is, is if you're the only child raised by your grandparents because society demands you work and keep the family afloat. afloat. If you're a son in that situation, you have no example of what, how fatherhood is done. You have no example of the type of woman to look for as a man. And you have no one to push your aggression up against. And so, you know, you have no siblings to learn how to share even. So even that has an effect on on fatherhood. And and so, you know, we're, we're eventually going to end up in a place of collapse is we won't, we're not going to have many kids. So society is ultimately going to collapse. And um, I forgot to tie in something there. Oh, tie into the meetups. So, you know, one of the things that we do now, you know, and, 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 and is, and serves a major part of what Noble Father is all about is, is, is the meetups that we do. So you, you might be a first time listener and wondering, well, what kind of meetup are we talking about here? Well, when I came out of the pandemic, I felt like even though I was very social, I didn't have a lot of spaces. I might have said this in the last episode, um, but I felt like there wasn't a lot of spaces to talk as men. Similar to what I said about the World War, right? You come back and you have nowhere to go with this information. Nobody will fully understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. They won't understand the experiences you went through, the the emotional aspect of it, the mental aspect of it, the spiritual aspect of it. Um, you know, once you go to war with somebody, and I'm not saying it like I knew, I like I know what it's like. You you resonate with that person. You are suddenly eternally bonded to that person. Just think of a crazy experience that you had. Maybe your most profound moment, right? And I, when I think about it, I think of like, you know, a, a summer camp that I served with a, a certain crew with and and the experiences that we had together, the time that we spent together was something that deepened our bond and, and I didn't need, I don't need to explain anything to this person because they understood what it was like to work together that summer. They understood the pressures that we faced together, the stresses that we had and, and you know, special you know, occurrences that happened and things that like events that happened that we all feel at the same time. I, 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 I felt like I didn't have those spaces to learn from other fathers. And, and if I was feeling that with the spaces, with the circles and spaces that I, that, that I had, that I wonder how many fathers out there had the same, same kind of problem. And that was furthered to the point where, you know, when I'm on the Facebook groups, the giant Facebook groups with hundreds of thousands of members of the stuff that I was seeing, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see this as community. I didn't see it as being conducive to a healthy society. Um, and, 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 you know, even society on the internet, let's just say, I felt like there was such a, a need for it. And if you ask people, you know, about fathers and men, and you ask them, you know, do we talk about our problems enough? They'll all agree. They'll all be on the same page and say, yeah, as men and as fathers, we don't, we don't talk enough about our problems. 
And this causes a huge problem for us in mental health, in in leadership, and how do we how do we take care of our families, how we take care of ourselves even. And so went to create a space, and we meet over Zoom, and we just come. It was just a safe space, confidential space. You know, as a life coach myself, I'm not there to solve people's problems. I'm not there to change them. I'm not there to uh, manipulate them or anything. It's just a space for them to be and to have others who understand the journey and to support them and to grow together in, 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 an, in a safe environment. Um, and the community that we've built, I don't even call it a community, I call it like a family. Like we're just, we're all for each other and, and wanna help each other on this journey. Um, you know, last week I talked about, you know, the, the movie Fury. You know, who do you want in your tank? Like who, who would be the guys that are in your tank? If you went out in society and you asked men, who do you have? Who would you go to war with and potentially die with in a tank? Like who would jump on a grenade for you? And a lot of men would probably, probably don't have anybody like that. You know, there's a reel that I saw recently, and this is one that circulated a lot amongst men is, is this girl is like, oh, talk about problems. And multiple reels of men just saying, what, you talk about your problems? Or what, you have people you turn to whenever you have problems to talk about? There's like, no, nobody gives a shit. Or, uh, you know, nobody nobody cares. That's usually the, the general sentiment amongst men is that you got to suck it up because that softness and that showing of emotion is is weak. And nobody cares and nobody gives a shit about you. That's really the sentiment that most men feel in society. And I, I sought to change that. I sought to create a space where men were welcome and open and speak genuinely about their 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 feelings and their their the things that are happening in their lives and get support from other fathers who understand the journey or who have gone through what they've gone through. And so you know, when I think about the world war and, and, you know, the one child policy and fathers and the way that we are now as, as a civilization, how, how manless, how leaderless it is. So interesting. Yesterday, or actually a few days ago, I was on the meetup, you know, I was writing down some things and people, man, drops, like some of the dads in the, you know, in the, the, the dads in the group and the meetups drop like value bombs like they just drop quotes that they get whenever they you know when we come to a certain topic or whatever they they feel shared to, to the need to share it one of the quotes that was shared in the group by one of our members jason um he says in the absence of true leadership people will follow anything and and that's and that's very that's very true that's very indicative of the times that we live in right now is that imagine a family without a father or a father who works out uh, you know, out of the house all the time. Where does where does the leadership go? It disappears. Who bears the brunt of that leadership? Who shows the man of the house? Who shows the 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 men, the little boys of the house, how to be men in a household? Or and shows the like you know the introdu introduction says, who shows a man the man, the son how to be the man that he's supposed to be in the future, and shows the daughter. Um, what man to look for in the future in the absence of a man what is a daughter going to go look for right attention of men because she didn't get it well she's going to go seek it from other men and generally it's not good the type of attention they get 
right? What does a daughter want from her father is when a daughter goes to put on a dress for the father to look and appreciate her and say how beautiful she is and how wonderful she looks, right? Do you want other men to tell your daughter that and you not having that opportunity? And, and, and let me tell you, that usually gets to the point of, of, of sexualizing your daughters. Uh, nobody, if, you, if, if your daughter goes out to seek that from somebody else, it's, it's, it's going to look very wrong. It's going to look very um, disgusting, not to mention she's going to be used to the fact that her father's not there. And so when she looks at her mother, who's there, she's used to the male figure not being there. And what kind of standard does this set for your daughter? Now, for your son, even. Your son's not there. You seek the approval of your mother. There's, there's, that's going to fray a relationship between him, your son and other men. We already see this, you know, in, in understanding shooters and, and active shooters in, in, in public is, is that a lot of those boys don't have somebody to feedback that aggression up against. And so this, this abundance of testosterone and of aggression goes nowhere and they don't know where to channel it. They'll end up taking it out on the world. Now, obviously, not every single situation is going to be like this. and Not every boy or girl is going to end up like this. But life is a game of mitigation. Life is a game of understanding that even if we did everything right, things can still go wrong. But yet that doesn't mean that we don't try our best to eliminate that. We need to set the foundation of fatherhood. We need to set the foundation of manhood for both our sons and for our daughters. And that's really where the meetup came in was just to grow. Is there a space where men can grow instead of going on these Facebook groups where you don't really know everybody else? And so, you know, anybody can just be a keyboard warrior and just type whatever they want and joke however they want and share pictures of their wives or whatever it is they do. Um, you know, we sought to create a space to to grow genuinely and to have people who actually give a shit about you and to and, and I say this like these guys these guys I would jump in a in a tank with and go to war with and I'd be okay dying with them like I you know against insurmountable odds I would I would easily do that for these men um, anyway there's not a lot of spaces and not a lot of people can say that and and that's a privilege uh, I'm proud and and glad that I have these men in my corner. Um, but that's really the, you know, the, the gist of it, right? Like, we're, we're entering these really dark times ahead with this population decline stuff that's coming out now. Um, we're going to be hearing more and more about it, right? The aging population is going to die, and there's not going to be enough children. There's not, not going to be enough young generations that will carry the mantle of fatherhood forward. Um, interestingly, yesterday, whenever we were getting ready for church, um, my son woke up with a little bit of oomph in his step. Like he was, he was fired up and he was like, dad, you know, um, it, it was so weird. It was so strange. And, and even as he was talking about it, you can tell he was excited about it. He said that God spoke to me yesterday. Like I know that you know, God spoke to me in the morning. He said, I was having a dream and suddenly I just woke up and he, and he said that God told him that he was going to be a good leader. And, you know, I sat there, I let it sink in for a bit. You can see this kid is excited that he got such a word from God. And 
and then I, I, I sought to ask, I was like, hey, so what, what do you think God meant? What, what kind of leader do you think God is, is meaning there? And he said that he was going to be a good leader in his family. And, and I was like, yeah, you think one day you're going to be a leader of the Noble Father Group? And, and he's like, and his eyes kind of just widened. He was like, and, and his response was just, yeah, I think I would be. And, and when I look at him, and, and this is something that I talk with the other fathers in the group about, is like, hey, man, like one day your son is going to be with my son, and we're going to be friends, and they're going to be friends, and they're going to be leading the groups. They're going to be noble sons who are now noble fathers themselves, and they're going to be walking in step and, and trying to continue this, this legacy, this, this torch, and, and dreaming, and, and potentially, hopefully, by then we'd have a retreat site and be able to fulfill what we said we're going to do together. And it was just so beautiful to me to see that and to hear that from my son. Um, he's only eight. And so for God to give him that word, and he knew immediately that that was not from him. He, he, he was excited. He shared it with his friends at church, and he was sharing it with people. And, and um, this is what we're missing. So you can imagine if we don't have kids anymore, we have an, a, 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 a decline in fathers even. What is the world going to look like eventually? Um, it's not good. So, you know, I have no answers to this, right? And each person, you know, needs, you know, okay, so actually, let's talk about that. You know, what is the, what is the result of something like this? Well, if we had more fathers, let's just start with that. If we had more fathers, more intentional, purposeful, present fathers, what does that, what could that, what could that do? What could that mean? Well, for one, my son, let's just use my son. And I don't mean to say this in a way that's like bragging about my own journey as a father. I'm not a perfect father and I'm doing the best that I can. But he sees his father leading his family, creating his life, dreaming, chasing the goals, working on himself, personally developing himself, being in optimal learning environments with other people who help him to grow. He sees the joy of fatherhood. He gets to experience that joy of fatherhood with his, with his dad. And it makes him want to be a dad. I, I've already heard my son say that. He says he wants to be a dad. He wants to be a father. And so there's this drive he he it's it's a desire within him i wouldn't be creating noble father now if i didn't have that desire within myself either as soon as i married my wife i told her i want to have kids it was immediate you know is there repercussions from that of course i probably should have spent more time getting to know her or whatnot and you know we bypass a lot of those things and jump straight into to having kids that desire instilled in me a desire to want to have kids now if you're having children with societal pressure and you see the pressure and and how difficult it is to even stay afloat for yourself why would you have kids right you had no role model of a father growing up why would you want to have kids right you had a bad experience and you carry this generational trauma from your father or if your father if your father was even there why would you want to have kids um and so Okay, so we want to, we have, we want to be fathers. We want, what does good fatherhood look like? 
that'd be a, that would be a, a, a byproduct of that. We would see more children wanting to be fathers themselves, and they would want to have more children, um, or say, you know, at least two <laughs> to, to at least stabilize it. Um, you know, for ourselves, we had our son, and we just felt that he was being lonely is not good and my wife obviously grew up as an only child and i have i have three siblings myself so i understand having having siblings and and the dynamics of it we sought to um originally we wanted to have you know a friend you know somebody with him to to be able to do life together um and we wanted a son because in two boys they could you'll learn and play and fight and grow up together and whatever um, and then we found out we had a daughter, and we're like, wow, still very, very energized and pumped for it. And now we have one of each, which, you know, mathematically speaking, as an Asian, you know, it just made sense. I'm just, you know, very, very happy about that. And now they're doing life together. Um, and, and, and there's just beauty of getting to see them grow up together and do life together. And, uh, you know, what does that look like one day, right? We don't know. But th- this is this is where we're at now as a civilization and i hope that you know this conversation that i'm having today um you know spurs you on to do life better to see the value that you bring in an environment you impact fathers more than you know um you might not be one you might not be a male you're listening to this podcast but you have a great impact on that um on that as as a whole and so i want to invite you into this work is that if you are a father listening to this and you want to join the meetups, hey, that is available. Um, you can check out the link tree in the bios and um, you'll be able to find our meetups. We meet on Thursdays uh, at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we do it over Zoom and it's just a wonderful space to be. If you want to just come check it out and you don't want to say anything, just turn off your camera, shoot me a private message in the chat and I will just let you hang out. You can see and listen to, to how we do things. This is a space primarily for fathers and for men. Um, and so if you're a woman listening to this, um, that space isn't available to you. Um, and that's to preserve the confidentiality and the safeness of the space. Also, if you're listening to this podcast now um, and you haven't given me a review or given the, the podcast a review, um, please do that. If you're on the Apple um, platform, you can go to the Apple iTunes and find the podcast and actually leave a rating. It really helps me uh, to get this before a greater audience. And I definitely need that support. Um, if you're not able to do any of that or not willing to do that, please feel free to share this with your friends and family um, just to get the, get get this before a greater audience. Uh, I genuinely care about this work. Um, I am genuinely passionate about fathers and helping fathers and, and, and helping children. I want to, I want to make sure that the environment that my kids grow up in is, 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 is a good one and an optimal one. And so in serving other fathers, I am hoping that their children grow up to create a better world for the, for my children when they grow up as well. And, um, that's really all I wanted to share on today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to try to keep these um, to a, a, a certain length in the future here. There's just a lot. You know, every single week I have tons to share. Um, and so remember, Mondays are my normal podcast releases, public podcast release. And I'm going to be starting to do Wednesday podcast releases uh, for the patron members. And so if you're if you're able to support this work, 
just think about it as you're giving, you're treating me to a coffee or a, a dinner every single month um, to keep this afloat. And this is all I do for work. And I need that support to continue growing. And I don't do this only, I don't do this to, you know, line my own pocket. I need this to sustain myself. And I also need this to support other fathers out there. I invest in myself constantly with the things that you're seeing in this podcast. Um, and I'm always investing in my own growth. And that's not cheap. And that's not easy. And so if you're able to support, please consider giving um, to the Patreon. It's a membership platform. You'd be able to subs subscribe to different tiers and get different perks like getting the week, getting access to the Wednesday um, Patreon podcast releases that I'm going to be doing. Um, this is just value that I provide to the community, to other people out there. And for me to get the value that I get and the knowledge that I get from God to, um, to, to fathers and people everywhere. And so... I want to say thank you. Thank you for joining me again for another episode. And um, I hope to see you next week. Bye for now. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community, um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Until next time, bye for now.